0: Welcome to the next gen podcast, which we call
1: called as ambassadors. Yes, a Welcome parenting back. podcast, a parenting
0: podcast. Ding, do, ding.
1: Doo, 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 boo.
0: This week, we are talking about something we all need. I
1: actually currently need it.
0: Yeah, oh, me too. I may partake in it as we do this podcast.
1: No, you cannot.
0: It's not called sleep. We are going to be talking about rest.
1: Rest is so important in parenting.
0: It's very important. It is, um, I kind of like, there's an opening line in the chapter of the book that I think sets the tone for the whole thing, and it's, it is only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent.
1: Now, I did read that, and I also thought that was a good opener. But I honestly... But you vehemently disagree. (laughs) No. (laughs) I could not help but think about the fact that God... There's two types of rest Mm. that we need as parents. And we need physical rest, but we also need spiritual rest. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are mostly going to be talking about spiritual rest. But I just feel like we also need to make sure that our bodies are whole bodies. So that we we also need to take care of ourselves and that is the physical side of things. You know when you have a newborn and you're completely sleep deprived? Yes. And you remember those Feels things. like you're it feels like practice for learning how to parent being sleep deprived? Yep. Right? However, that's really only sustainable for a short period of time. Very short. That's why the newborn phase is 3 months. But there are people who become sleep deprived long after that. And I'm Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I want to advocate for physical rest, even though most of this podcast, we will be talking about resting and God and how important that
0: is. No, I appreciate that because I think you made a great point that parenting is not simply a a spiritual thing. It's not simply uh, things we need to do, how we talk to our kids, things we need to do. It's holistic. It's the whole self. And I think for sure, I echo what you're saying. Uh, physical rest is needed and but sometimes you know how do we fit all that in i mean we are overburdened overwhelmed exhausted discouraged confused tired what do we do um to find rest in those ways to find um i guess a holistic rejuvenation if i can coin a term coin a phrase how do we do that? And and I what I appreciate about you, I mean, Betsy has been leading the pack in our family in kind of uh, being healthier holistically. And it's been inspiring and neat to kind of just watch her and learn from her as she um, kind of shows us how it's done.
1: In what way? Do you mean my health journey? Yeah. For another podcast.
0: Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Teaser. Yes. So that's physical rest. Yeah echo everything you said i'm on board i love it i need more maybe i'll take a nap
1: <laughs> i do think that the type of rest we're going to be talking about is just as you mentioned the opposite of being overburdened and overwhelmed and how not to how not to be consumed by being overburdened mm-hmm. overwhelmed yeah to would- the point where that's all you see in front of you is the fact that you are overwhelmed
0: yeah, I think yeah. sometimes when those things barrage you seemingly every day, all day, it can begin to define you. You can allow those things to define who you are and how you function in the world because my kid is crazy or my son's not listening or my daughter won't eat her vegetables or my kid's nap schedules are opposite. You know, all that stuff, it can begin to, like you said, consume you and end up defining uh I'm the ragged parent. And then that's the lens through which you view everything else.
1: Yeah. And I think when we get to that point, generally, two things can happen. We either shut down Mm -hmm. and then you're not parenting at all. You're just kind of like dead to the world. You know, whether it's not just actually conking out, but you might be psychologically, mentally, emotionally not available. Yeah. Or out of your harried, crazy place, you actually try to keep doing more because you feel inadequate. So if I just do a little bit more, then
0: if I I'll do a little bit more,
1: then I'll get ahead of it. I'll feel better about the things that I didn't get to and all that stuff. I was thinking that, you know how we give our kids timeouts? Yep. Um, I, I'm sure, I should say not all parents ascribe to that type of parenting philosophy, but it is a common one to ha- remove your child from a situation and have them think about, what they have just done, uh, or as a means of correcting behavior, right? So, yeah.
0: and all kids are different, but yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Some respond well to it, some don't. I mean, and we're not, this podcast is not about those types of behavioral tactics. Mm. However, I do feel like parents need timeouts.
0: Ooh, I'll take one.
1: <laughs> um, our friends just took a timeout. They went away for five nights without their children.
0: That sounds great. So, Sign me up for two of those for rest. And right. I think yeah, and I think I'm. And for those who don't know, Betsy and I have a little bit of a crazy schedule, um, but uh, I think we both do a relatively good job of giving um, one another space to either rest or rejuvenate or whatever we um, need. Uh, we're kind of saying, "Hey, I need a I need a moment. Can you help me out? I need." Uh, a minute to rest I need a minute to I need to I need to go for a run uh, We try and help each other out in, in that way
1: Yeah I think some parents Do a good job Of tag team So one is on While the other one is off And vice versa And so that's one way That parents can find Having a timeout. Um, I think I was talking to a parent The other day Where they were like um, My My situation with my teenager got so escalated. Well, actually, I don't want it to get so escalated, so I'm going to give myself a timeout, and this parent left the house to kind of think through their own emotional process of that conversation. And I do think those types of things are important and that we all need to do those. Mm -hmm. But going back to your original comment Uh about spiritual rest, um, I also have a sentence to share that I liked and it says that's the most important thing you do for your children is to remember the one who sent you and in remembering the one who sent you teach your heart to rest
0: can you unpack that a little bit i love that i love the idea of kind of remembering the one who sent us what 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 stood out to you because of that
1: yeah i mean the first thing i thought of what is what is heart what is a heart at rest look like i have a lot of questions and i read Quotes like make me think. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things I thought of. What does a heart at rest look like? And then it's telling us, though, in order to find a heart that's at rest, it's, they're telling us, this quote's telling us that we need to remember the one who sent us, meaning sent us into this parenting task
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: in front of us. Um, and in remembering the one, the first and foremost, so we, again, going back to the beginning of the podcast, if you haven't listened to go back and see, it's almost like we're now, we're the place that we should be. We, we talked a lot about things that we chase as parents, whether it's different idols, you know, identity and how we begin to worship those things. Mm -hmm. And this is a reorienting of if you want to actually find real rest as a parent, so we're going to talk more deeply about what kind of that heart at rest looks like. And then you need to remember the one who sent you. And that means spending time with the one who sent you, understanding the one who sent you. Um, How did that one send you? How did God send you? How does God prepare you? How does God meet you and parenting all of that stuff? Right. And to have a heart at rest.
0: Yeah. I think that's beautiful. It's so easy for us to get, like we talked about a minute ago, so focused on our troubles and our inadequacies as parents, um, that kind of ends up taking our main focus. But if we start to repattern our lives and focus first on the Lord, it changes our perspective. It changes everything. If that is where you start, um, some of the other stuff will end up kind of falling into place in a new way, I think.
1: Yeah. And so you said focusing on the Lord. So, I think one of the messages that's really clear is about that the Lord wants you to know that we're not supposed to do this parenting thing alone. Right. So focusing on the Lord and even relying, saying, okay, God, like sometimes people go to the Lord when they're at their wit's end and then they're like, please take this cup from me. You know what I mean? Like yep. take, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that, we have a lot parents have a lot of moments, I think, where they think that way. Like, I can't do this anymore, God, here, would you tick? So I don't, I don't just mean that, although I do think God meets us in our time of desperation because we need to know that we can always rely on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we need to know that God in his design didn't want us to do this parenting thing alone, meaning two, two things right. for me. I think we need to be connected in community, Absolutely. And we need to know and trust that God is faithful to meet us in our parenting.
0: Yeah, I think those are those are wonderful ways to um kind of encourage. Sometimes we feel like alone in our distress, and the reality is we were never meant to do it alone, mm-hmm. and we weren't we aren't doing it alone. Mm-hmm. A, we have community with us at, and all around to help, and B Christ has been with us from the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's easy for us to get distracted and forget both of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Very easy. Sometimes to forget that God has, is walking with us and his spirit is, has offered to us freely. Um, But also easy to forget that, you know, I got my people and Mm -hmm. I need to sometimes just rely on my people and say, I don't know what to do. Or can Mm -hmm. you take my kid for a day? Mm -hmm. Or can I take your child for a day? Mm -hmm. Um, so that, Question,
1: when yeah. you've parented and you have felt isolated, do you find that that's like your your parenting thrives in that? Like when you feel alone? Not yeah. to drive our point home, but.
0: I 100% do not thrive when I feel alone as a parent.
1: Me no. either. It's no. the
0: worst. No, 100% no. And I think that's one of the reasons the author kind of puts for, forward this Um passage in the Bible that we oftentimes think of as, um, well, it's the Great Commission. So this is, we often think of like missionaries or Christians spreading spreading the good news. This is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And it says this, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And uh, we were encouraged to look at this verse um, as our children are the, the disciples. Mm-hmm. So therefore, go and make disciples of our children,
1: mm-hmm.
0: baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach our children to obey all the commands I have given you, And be sure of this, that I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm
1: -hmm. There's some Um, good nuggets in there. Good promises. Some great
0: nuggets. And I think it helps us align our priorities and things for us to remember. I mean, like nugget number one, um, we need to make disciples of our children first. We're not, you know, it's so... uh, the first thing we think of when parenting is like, we want them to go to a good school and have a good job and meet a good spouse and have awesome kids. And
1: and so let's focus all of our energy on those things.
0: Yeah, that's where our, that's where our priorities mm-hmm. are. We want them to succeed in life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but what really the Bible is encouraging us and Christ in his example, and I mean, all, is that the priority really is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, we need to... Help them understand who Christ is. And mm-hmm. we do that. And this is kind of second nugget by teaching, showing them the way. You know? Wait, wait,
1: before you go to the second nugget, oh, I,
0: I skipped over the first. I wanted two to things. jump in because Please when do. you're
1: when you're talking, I remembered what we said in the beginning of the podcast is that this is about big picture parenting. Mm-hmm. So small picture parenting would be focusing on these, making everything about these small goals, which even as you said, how success is defined and mm-hmm. How colleges are chosen and all of those things actually change from, from generation to generation. Yeah. And then we put all of our energy in the wrong thing. Absolutely. And then we wonder why our kids are sort of struggling. Um, and I do think, you know, we're chasing the wrong things. So yeah. the discipling part, this is the part that excites me about it, is that I view it as a partnership. So what I don't want parents to hear is like, oh great, now I have to disciple my kids. It's like another thing that I have to do, mm-hmm. another heavy task, another you know. And actually, I part of this for me brought rest because it's I feel like God is saying, so we're gonna do this together, and this is mm-hmm. this is what it's gonna look like. You're gonna be faithful yeah. to these little beings that are temporarily in your in your. Care. Care. Mm -hmm. And then all the stuff that you don't, this is God talking to me. I wasn't sure if you knew that. that. Okay. That God's saying all the stuff, but you know what? There's a lot of things that are out of your control. And I got that, right? Mm -hmm. So my grace is sufficient. My grace is abundant for your children. My grace has gone before them. And yes, you know, the other part on, on our partnership with God and discipling is that, so we rely on the stuff that is out of our control and that is all God's stuff that God owns. And then we're faithful. And I think being faithful means being intentional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not like adding this heavy task, but it is about always reorienting what the most important thing is and reminding them what the most important thing is. So like the most important thing isn't getting the best job.
0: But yeah, it's really it's redefining knowing who God
1: is and knowing who they are as gods.
0: Yeah, it's redefining success as a parent. I mean, we're told success as a parent is like when your kids meet all these specific goals and they're check check have check a check great successful life and like oh right my, my child is a doctor who created the cure for cancer I am a successful parent but really you're you're that. talking about redefining kidding. it as faithfulness right.
1: And intentionality, you know.
0: And there's some, there's some rest right there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. Ha- my kid doesn't have to be perfect. And whenever they fall short, I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, I blew it again. We are called to be faithful, mm-hmm. and I can rest when I'm intentional and when I'm doing what I'm called to do and take the steps I'm called to take. Um, I can rest in the reality of my faithfulness. And yes, here's
1: beautiful. the thing. They're actually, the scriptures tell us that they, we all as humans, are being perfected. Mm-hmm. So no matter what role they have in life, no matter what job or mm-hmm. what degree or what education or path they end up taking, they are being perfected. And we want to be intentional because we want them to understand that, they, that this is a gift that, that they can accept mm-hmm. and that once they do, and they turn their hearts and their minds and their souls to God and say, God, do with me what you will. Success is about God perfecting you wherever you are, mm-hmm. no matter what job you have, but being perfected in His love and in His grace and yeah, transforming them. We, we want them to understand that, they're, that the big picture for them is transformation. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, the process thereof. I mean, I just, I love that because I think even up until this moment i thought go and make disciples of the nations you th- make
1: make make oh
0: sorry no i'm I, in my mind i'm thinking go and and make really committed wonderful mm-hmm. almost perfect christ followers mm-hmm. where in reality i mean disciples are they're on a journey a lifelong journey
1: they're following they're following
0: they, eager. they're always they're, getting yeah. more they're always looking for more and yeah. it's not our job to create perfect beings
1: perfect disciples perfect
0: it's our job to help make disciples of our kids. You know. And it goes on to basically say, teach these disciples to obey all the commands. So our job is to show them the way, to teach them, to encourage them, to help them learn what Jesus is all about and the impact it has on their lives and the lives of others around them. Um, and, and kind of echoing back a little what we talked about a few minutes ago, this goes back to, a reorientation of ourselves when we're, when we're centering our own lives first on Christ, um, it's showing them what's important, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. I was thinking Mm. um, while you were talking about another important thing that I hope we can discuss as we move to close in the next um, few minutes here. But, so we're talking about rest and we talked about disciples and how restful it might be to look at our job as parenting, as partnering with God, Mm -hmm. right?
0: We're not alone.
1: Right. Well, let's think about this. So another part of the chapter that I really liked is that it's talking about in every moment that we parent, we need to realize that we are being parented. Mm -hmm. And here's what we've lost as parents, Mm -hmm. the fact that we need to be parented. By God, so I think parents have forgotten how to be parented. every time we give grace, we need to rely we need to remember that we rely on that same grace and yeah. every time we provide perfect protection or rescue our children, that we have turned to our father for the same, for the same. rescuing and protection yeah, for sure. and that is what I think we lose sight of. I think we lose sight of that we and I'm not I'm not, we're not talking about earthly parents. Even though some people don't really have strong relationships with their earthly parents. Mm-hmm. So they do it is helpful to find other earthly parents that can step in and really give w- wisdom and guidance. Parents need that. But I'm talking about being spiritually parented. Yeah. Being dependent, surrendering. And through that seeing how that changes their own parenting.
0: Yeah, it helps us move from feeling like we need to have it all together to recognizing that we are on a similar journey as our children. Yep. Uh, and we are in need of grace and growth and, uh, encouragement. And we can rest knowing that that is offered to us mm-hmm. as children of God. I think that's mm-hmm. beautiful.
1: And I want to just have a word of caution. Parents might already parents out there who are already parents will know that just as we need to offer repair to our children, God is repairing us. So I want to just make sure I, I, I say this because I do think it's really important that sometimes being a parent brings up our own wounds, mm-hmm. and sometimes it exposes the ways we we have been hurt from our child our childhood, and so. It's, it's just an added reiteration there that I wanted to throw in that the reason it's so important for you to find rest in God is that you are going to be exposed in your parenting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to be exposed to your own fears, your own sense of insecurities, um, the ways your parents have failed you and all of that. It's all wrapped up. And so really having a heart of surrender and saying, God, how do I need to be parented? What are the parts of me that still need to be healed? And really going to God to heal those and to find rest that, that soul rest that we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Um, where we can just rest in the presence of, of who God is. I love it. And who we are as gods.
0: I love it. Betsy, any final thoughts as we wrap up here?
1: Um, I mean, I, the last thing I think I wanted to say, I really like, maybe we can just this. I like that, the book says this, parenting success is not about results, it's about our faithfulness. Mm-hmm. But it's not just about our faithfulness with our little beings, but we need to remember to trust that God is faithful. So mm-hmm. if you're out there right now, and if this is the part that you're just kind of really um, questioning, Dave and I want to encourage you to put your trust in God. Absolutely. And know that God is faithful to meet you where you are right now. God's got you. In your parenting journey, Mm -hmm. in the ways that you struggle. God wants to lift you up out of that struggle. He wants to teach you about your struggles. He wants to say, hey, bring those to me. And he wants us to approach these little beings that are in our care being renewed by him. That's all. That's all I want to say, Dave.
0: I love it. Beautiful. That wraps up this episode. And we will see you next week.
1: See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.